Hey, how's it going, everyone? My name is Real. This is Swifty Dialogues. I'm working here with my friend Cinda. Hey, what's up? I'm David, but everyone calls me Cinda. Cinda sounds like Simba, so I went with it. Or Sinbad, <laughs> the outdoor comedian. Oh, yeah, that's, that's more appropriate. Rob. My name is Robert, but no one has ever called me that. They call me literally any other nickname. Some people call me Bo. No, they weren't calling you Bo. They were saying you have B.O. <laughs> yeah. uh, it wasn't a nickname. <laughs> Robert is just this name that no one likes, and everyone wants to just come up with their own fun way of being like, I'm never calling you that. <laughs> yeah, what's the deal with that? I don't know, but I got this stupid name no one likes, and I got to keep track of like 50 million people's nicknames for me and remember to respond to them. Like, Robert. Barberito, 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 Our Dogito, Babo, Rabo, Rob, Robertito. <laughs> I'll call you Rob. Yeah, let's go with Rob. <laughs> That's what's feeling spicy. It will be like Bobito. <laughs> and on that note, we're three guys trying to make a comedy podcast about our lives, pop culture, and maybe mixing some improv sketches. Over time, you may see our formula change, but for now, let's begin. So, who's ready to get the clap? One. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, it's ten. Oh, I thought that you guys three. were counting the ten. Oh my god. Why would we count to just three? Ten's an even number. It, it's yeah. At that point, you're just underachieving. God damn it! You're right. I'm not even mad. You just have a valid point, man. You just started Sindan already. You're uh. I missed it. I missed it, dude. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Get with this clap game. Oh, dude, I should have learned it in first grade, but just never, never sunk in. You learned about the clap in the first grade? Yeah, I had a fucked up childhood, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever officially learned about the clap, like in school. Oh, you, you have you never had like a sex ed class? Like no, uh, I went to a private Christian school and they like got rid of all sex ed. Ooh, oh damn, that's not good. So so absti- abstinence only kind of thing. They didn't even talk about that. <laughs> they were like, you don't even have a dick. Like it doesn't They're even like, exist. Your, your penis <laughs> is for peeing, and that's it. You don't even look at that thing. <laughs> It's getting bigger sometimes? Oh, you got something wrong with you. That's cancer. Discuss that with your pastor. You should pray about that. That's the kind of sex ed that um, they teach in Florida. Yeah, what's weird is Ariel lived in Florida at one point. You should know this. He lived with me at one point. Yeah, (laughs) I did. We lived together for a while. We really got to know each other. Man, it sounds like I really missed out. Sounds like some special times we had. So don't even ask about our time in the ceiling together. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know if I want to, but I, now I do. Now I actually, I, I do want to know. 
the college that we went to, which we'll rename nameless, they had in Florida. Yeah, in Center, Florida. More like the southern part of Florida. Yeah, in this place okay. in Florida with a lot of lakes. Like a land of just all lakes. But just an observation, really. But I don't know. I don't know okay. the name of it. <laughs> Not to be specific, though. <laughs> the school, for some reason, in the dormitory, they had like little shisty ways of like making money off of you. One of them is they would charge you every time you're locked out of your room. If you get caught with alcohol, that's like a fine. If you get caught three times, then you get kicked out. So, you know, there were a lot of times where like, hey, let's not get the RAs involved. So what we used to do in, the, in those dorms was like kick open the, the vents and then you could crawl up there. We'd fucking James Bond style like army on our hands and knees crawl across the ceiling to get Wait. From, from one room <laughs> to the next. Oh, what the fuck? I thought those I thought those vents were really small though. I didn't think a human could fit through like a normal vent. It's not it's not it's not like an air vent. It's more like um like a ceiling tile. Yeah. Oh, it's like a oh fucking in classrooms they have that panel ceiling. Oh yeah, like an eighth grade art class ceiling tile. You could just pop up and move aside. <laughs> yep. Oh damn. I remember one time uh, during, I th it was either like a fall break or a spring break. I didn't have really anywhere to go. I wanted to like just stay in the college, but they also charge you for that. And I didn't have the money for that at the time. So I'm like, what if uh, when the RAs go around and do their checks, what if I just uh, go into the ceiling, wait up there <laughs> while they do their checks? Yeah. That actually probably would work, though. It did work. However, I was very concerned, like, what if the RAs, they they just assume everyone is gone. Let's just start having sex on one of these beds. <laughs> and, like, but, like, I'm up there on the ceiling, and I'm just, like, waiting, and... <laughs> well, here's, here's the problem with that, is that you assume that an RA can get laid. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, there's a reason why they're an RA. They choose a uh, money over a social life. They really want to bust people for weed. I don't. I don't get it. Is that um one of the ways of abstinence they taught you in your high school? Become an RA. <laughs> they were really hoping that I'd become an RA. Yeah, now that you mentioned it. Oh uh, yeah, they were like, become an RA and get really into anime, Japanese porn. People love that. <laughs> Especially when you talk about it a lot. <laughs> hey, hey, take it easy. There's a subtle art to what is called hentai. <laughs> yo, actually, uh, yo, Rob, um, over in Florida, has like Wawa like gotten any bigger? Yeah, they have Wawas all over now. Um, they're uh they're okay. I like them. I there there isn't one where I live, but um, when I when I'm like on vacation or anything, I see them a lot. And they're uh, pretty good. Cause um I know out here what we tend to do a lot too, aside from Taco Bell, is go to like um, Wawa as like I need something in my belly now. That place is twenty four seven. Man, have you ever thought about like it seems like these fast food places are just trying to make you say the just like stupidest baby shit like wawa like that's the place they're making you 
go. But, you know, like, I want a Wawa and whammy sauce and give me a, a smoothie woozy. <laughs> like, they're just trying to make you say baby words all the fucking time. Like, let me get a cheesy wheezy burrito Edo Cheeto. <laughs> just fucking <laughs> special deluxe. Fucking baby words. They know you're still gonna say it though. That's the fucked Could up part. Can I get a cheesy They're like, wheezy quesarito with some extra <laughs> sauce, please? <laughs> Alright. I wanna go to Wawa. And people, are, people are gonna say that with confidence and just. <laughs> Oh, you're a big boy. Did someone Aww. forget their money? <laughs> Everyone just babies you once you get in the store. They're like, oh, come over here. Use this touchscreen computer. What do you want from Wawa? Oh, so that's why it says Fisher Price on like the fucking touchpads. <laughs> um, you know, I think you're right. Like, even if they did that, it's like, they know we'll still say it, because, like, what really proved that was Arby's with their horsey sauce. I forgot about that. <laughs> no, it's horseradish. I always say horse. so odd, like, saying that, because it's like... Horsey sauce, please. <laughs> Extra horsey. Excuse me, uh, you did not have my horsey sauce? Yeah, but I, I think it, I, every time I've ordered it, it's like in a very like nervous way. Like, I, can I have a little uh, horsey sauce? <laughs> you know who's really bad is like the like Hooters or those restaurants where it's like all like sexual stuff, and it's it, and you're saying it to uh, like a server who's like got her tits out at you. I'm like, could I have the triple D maximum? Uh, upcharge kind of whatever uh served it wet and all and i haven't been to hooters since like fucking <laughs> since i lived in florida actually but uh is that is that where you where you went for your first date that's where you met his wife actually <laughs> <laughs> we went there the other day for this going away party it was literally the only place that was open it was so uncomfortable. Yeah, their food is food, all right. <laughs> that's, that's as much as I can say about Hooters. So get this, Hooters was my grandmother's favorite restaurant for her, like her entire adult life. That is so uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, uh, man. Because of the food. What? Yes. She's like, nothing else. May she rest in peace. Don't take your family to Hooters. Just... Side note. Official disclaimer, we do not endorse Hooters. <laughs> I mean, I, I like the chicken, but... No, I went I went with my family one time when I was a kid, and I didn't realize it till years later that the reason why we went was totally because my dad wanted to go, and... That's pretty brave of him to do that when he's with, uh, you know, with your mom. <laughs> yeah, I know. My mom, my mom was right there, and she was probably looking at it like, this fucking asshole. Long story short, they are divorced now, but they're way happier, so, I mean, that's actually a true story, but... Oh. It's so much easier to make a dick joke. Than to just give like a brief bio of who I am. That's my strategy on Tinder. It's just dick jokes. Yeah, I just make a dick joke. I wonder why I haven't gotten any matches. 
One time <laughs> I put up a bio that I was trying to start a um, anti-Nazi pop punk band and I had all this like just bullshit like like fake nonsense about like my motives to start this anti-Nazi all-female pop punk band. I was the manager <laughs> and I actually got a lot of people responding. Oh my god. <laughs> Like, where do I sign up? Fuck yeah. They're like, wait, I play bass. (laughs) You're like, perfect. Show up tomorrow, but we're we're gonna go on a date instead of play bass. (laughs) I didn't possibly think anyone took it seriously. It was so bizarre. And also, you know, on Tinder with pictures of my face. Yes, uh, you could join the band, but I need an interview first at this Italian restaurant. (laughs) I need to pay, though. Just so we know it's official. <laughs> yes, and uh, we will exchange phone numbers just so we could keep in touch about this role. <laughs> and I'm definitely going to tell you about my mom. I'm going to tell my mom about you. <laughs> I lied. I already did. <laughs> I told my whole family about you. Yeah. <laughs> You're meeting them in two weeks. We're going to my brother's wedding. You're going to play bass. <laughs> See, it all comes full circle. <laughs> But anyway, will you marry me? <laughs> Is it too soon? Oh, wait, we should probably meet first. <laughs> oh, oh, no. I, I did it again. <laughs> I done did it again. <laughs> oh. Gotta stop creating those fake punk rock bands. <laughs> if there's a PSA, that's one right there. Do not claim that you're creating a fake anti-Nazi punk band. No. Because all that's going to invite is you proposing too early to a possible match. And then it's just not fun for anyone. You're just lying about yourself. And that's just the first step. Then after that, yeah. you just end up in a ditch. And, and that's not yeah. good. Or you get your dick cut to off. Say the, yeah. To say the least, that's very not yep. good. Being no. in a ditch is, uh, I would say, not fun. I would much rather yeah. not be in a ditch. From experience, like, never. We are unanimous in the anti-ditch language. Not even once, you know. Say no to ditch. I like that. Yeah. One ditch is one too many. Because they're pretty addicting. Not gonna lie. Ditches? Yep. You know what they say, ditches get stitches. Ditches ain't shit but hoes and tricks. Yeah, I like that. That's ditching. See, that's a positive, you know? Maybe if you like ditches, (laughs) you'd say, oh, that's ditching. I mean, there's nothing wrong with ditch, right? Sometimes you try to ditch people. Or you ring the doorbell at someone's house and then you just fucking ditch. Oh, dude, the the rush from that, that's uh, in-person fucking with someone. That's like the original trolling before the internet was just ding-dong ditching people. Have you ever been in a bar and ditched someone? All the time. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, where where you're like, I gotta go to the bathroom, but really, you're just about to throw up. (laughs) You're like, you're super hammered, and you're like, I can't do one more shot, and you're like, I need to go to the bathroom. Yes, Santa. And you Yeah, yeah. I don't know from experience. We're all pro-ditch here, right? We're all pro-ditch. You know, we take it back. Ditch is not, not so bad. Well, it's all dependent on how you look at it. Yeah, I like that. No matter how deep a ditch is, a side of it is always going to be facing up. What? I thought a ditch was like a valley in the side of the road. It's it's like a hole. Oh, yeah, wait. One sec. I'm, I just have to go to the baño. One sec. He's ditching us because he's pro-ditch. 
Yeah, he just met, he just admitted to going to the bathroom, <laughs> and that's how he ditches people. <laughs> like, let's ditch him too. Let's just not be here when he comes back. How'd you like being ditched? I feel like a douche now. I was like, everyone, everyone left me. I turned off their monitors. Felt like the last dude on a Zoom call when everyone leaves and you're just left and you're like, fuck. It's always a race, right? Whoever can leave the call the fastest. That's the most popular person. I have more places to be. <laughs> you know how many me Oh, dude, that's the, that's the best. Is like people talking about how many meetings they have. They're like, no, I have way more meetings than you. <laughs> it's like a contest. <laughs> You know, I just realized how much of a pissing contest that actually is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who has the most meetings? It's whoever's... They they equivalent that to being busy and, like, getting shit done. But the truth is, every all the time spent in a meeting is the time spent not doing anything. <laughs> Usually. You're not, you're not working in a meeting. You're just talking about what the work is that is going to get done. But there's this, like attitude about meetings that like oh it's a meeting of the minds we're going to be discussing ideas and philosophizing about how to improve things around here we're going to be solving the problems in this meeting nothing can take me away from this meeting it's more important than your bullshit work your bullshit work or my bullshit work yeah it's a exactly meeting yeah. <laughs> and i have it now <laughs> And I can't talk to you. Man, this is some megalomaniac that you're fucking portraying here. I have all the power. I have all the meetings at the palm of my hands. I have to go to a meeting. I can't talk to you. I'm in a meeting. Yeah, that's how it's like in uh, the academic world, too. Oh, really? Yeah, they talk about it like they hate it, but they're like, so like, I have a meeting I have to get to. Like, so like proud and noble to have a, a meeting yeah <laughs> like i'm meeting with such and such person who is in a higher position than me for 10 minutes in the academic world mm -hmm. like professors meeting with higher up professors it's like it's it's the it's academics not not a fucking corporate yeah but they're all trying to climb that ladder too man <laughs> yeah but what, what ladder is there to climb there? Like, if they're all professor, like, I'm, I'm legitimately wondering. There's, um, there's like adjuncts, there's associates, there's full time, there's tenured, uh. there's um, deans, there's um, administrators above deans that I forget the names of. There's presidents of colleges and presidents of universities and CEOs and. I misunderstood. I thought you meant like. Uh, like let's say within let's say I don't know one department and then all the professors like let's say they all have PhDs they are they are already all in the top and they're all like fighting each other and like doing all this stuff to like climb like what ladder you guys are already at the top of what you trying to do now there's there's a top to that top yeah professors could become deans so you could you could become a dean from a professor so there is like mm, a rank yeah. you could so if you have a meeting with a dean as a professor, that's like a big deal. And they're like, professor's actually the bottom of the totem pole. Well, shit. You you thought they were the top? Fucking idiot. 
<laughs> That's crazy. Uh, so you work all the, you work really hard on your PhD, become a professor, and you're just at the bottom at the fucking totem pool. It's the administrators. They have all the money. They got all that tuition money. Actually, it's the football coach who's at the very, very top, depending on what school you're at. And then it's like the president of the entire university. Yeah. I was going to say Florida State coach. I'm pretty sure he's not at the bottom of the totem pole. No, no. He's like top tier, um, depending on uh, how the team's doing. And then there's the president. And then there's the deans of universities and administrators and professors and adjuncts and TAs and and RAs. RAs get paid too. And RAs. And RAs below yeah, TAs. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. the lowest of the low. <laughs> RAs are well below TAs. The untouchables, <laughs> as we call them. Yo, you remember doing crew on that opera? Yeah. Madam Butterfly. Oh, you were you were crew, okay. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> yeah, we had this one. Uh, like it was just one day where they had us set up at like six or maybe even five a.m. and like prep, and then they ran three shows, and then they had all the breakdown and stuff later that night, and we didn't get off till like I don't know midnight or something. I don't remember the exact times, but I remember it was like a seventeen-hour work day. It was insane. Yeah, they don't even expect you to do schoolwork or anything. They're like, we own you now. It was a Saturday, so they're like, "Fuck it, you can do whatever you want." Yeah, I, I do remember how that night ended because we were like, "Let's grab some OE." <laughs> yeah, we went to that bar. I remember that place. I don't remember the name. Southside. Oh yeah. They had excellent prices. Would you consider that a dive bar? Yeah, yeah, I dove there once. <laughs> Not allowed back. <laughs> <laughs> What's the classification of a dive bar, I guess, nowadays? A dive bar is dark and dingy, and uh, you only feel comfortable there if you live around that area. The only way you, you know you're in a dive bar is if you can feel you're in a dive bar. Yeah. Like, when, you, when you're walking through, if, you're fl- if the shoes don't, like, stick just a little bit, <laughs> it's probably not a dive bar. Yeah. If there's no pool tabs on the floor, that's how you know you're in a dive bar. Mm-hmm. If all the stalls in the bathroom close properly, it's probably not a dive bar. <laughs> yeah. If people are doing coke in the bathroom, definitely a dive bar. If people are doing coke in the bathroom and actually realizing while they're doing it that it's meth, <laughs> this is meth, then you're probably at a dive bar. If you're trying to take a shit and in the stall next to you, a couple goes in and the lady starts giving the dude a blowjob and they don't care. Is this a true story? Yes. Ooh. <laughs> and I kept doing my business because it's like, all right, you guys signed up for this and I am not stopping. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I eat a lot of Taco Bell. <laughs> it's, just, it's a one way train. Yeah. <laughs> If you can run from the bar to the bathroom without stopping, vomit into the toilet profusely, and then come back out, and no one even so much as bats an eye or like looks at you or anything, reacts whatsoever, you're probably at a dive bar. If you can trust that like by touching the surfaces, you won't get some sort of disease, um, it's probably... Not a dive bar. <laughs> Probably not a dive bar. 
that's messing the joke up real we're making making your probably at a dive fart jokes i did struggle there (laughs) you had to kill it you had to kill it not touched Budweiser in a while. I think I was still in Florida when I the last time I had Budweiser. To just like be utterly clear, we are anti Budweiser. <laughs> but if you want to sponsor us, you know Budweiser's actually pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> now that I think about it. <laughs> you know, I'm drinking one right now. It is really delicious. <laughs> it is crisp. Ugh. Doesn't taste like pee at all. <laughs> not at all. Way better than that Coors shit. Yeah. Unless you sponsor us. <laughs> you know, I like, I'm thinking Coors is pretty good. I like that you can know how cold it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's just great technology. <laughs> Before you touch it, you're just like, oh, that one's not cold. I don't even want to fucking touch it. Yeah. Gotta look for the Blue Mountains. Yo, man, I have the craziest story about that, actually. What you're Exactly what you're talking about, the cold mountains and how it changes color. That technology was invented by, like, one of my dad's friends like i know the guy that invented that but he totally didn't make bank off of it because cores essentially he was working for cores at the time when they came up with the idea but it's not proprietary so cores basically owns that technology that sucks it's like a common technology though you know you see a lot of like color changing mugs on heat like as you pour yeah but they took it one step further they're like what if it was fucking blue? <laughs> In the marketing meeting, it must have gone down like, yo, guys, I know we got some cold-ass beer, but, like, what if the can fucking turned blue? <laughs> can we do it? It's going to cost, like, $2 million, but we could definitely do it. <laughs> fucking shit, Steve, you're right. <sighs> this is amazing. Do it. <laughs> we need it. We need this. That's how you know it's good. If, if you have to drink it when it's ice cold and not a single drop beforehand, that's how you know it's yeah. fucking yeah. good. <laughs> if this is even a, a degree below cel- whatever Celsius, like, I'm not touching it. It's that good. Yeah, because that's when, like, some of the actual flavors start to come out. And you're like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, Coors Light. <laughs> It'll really blow your flavor palette right open. <laughs> <laughs> It's like fucking Sub-Zero blasting ice down your goddamn throat. (laughs) You know, that's actually my criticism, of course, is that it's too cold. It hurts my teeth. I don't like it. It's like an old man complaining. (laughs) (laughs) My teeth. It hurts my teeth. If I were to complain, of course, is that my teeth are too cold when I drink it. Your beer is too dang cold. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to our podcast. Swifty Dialogues was brought to you by your hosts, Rob, Cinda, and myself, Ariel. If you want to learn more about us, visit our website at swiftydialogues.com. You can also contact us by filling out the form on our website or emailing us at info at swiftydialogues.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next episode.